Welcome in everyone to another episode of Inside Arcs. We are here in the podcast studio and we've got a special one for you today. Uh, we are ha- or we have a huge announcement to bring to the Arcs family, but we'll get to that here shortly. First, let's introduce all of our guests today, starting with our owner, Ryan Pinnell. Ryan, how you doing this? I'm good, man. Yeah, I know it's uh, early in the morning for you, so appreciate you setting your alarm clock and getting up and talking with us. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for this episode and to talk about everything, and it should be a really good uh, podcast. Yeah, always a pleasure joining you here. Uh, John Smeal, how you doing? Big Dog, first time on the podcast. Doing good. Uh, excited to be here for for a special episode here, and be able to go over a few things with everyone yes sir yes sir and our a school one of our a squared drivers and a squared owners jeremy brault how you doing i'm doing good man good to be talking to taiwan's favorite pitcher (laughs) yeah we are bounced all over the globe right now and joining us in the studio uh arcs has partnered with a brand new sponsor um and their owner and sponsor head is here with us it's fear faction is the new sponsor and devin hunter is joining us here in the podcast studio devin how are you doing today hello from nashville doing awesome man appreciate it thanks for uh staying up with us yeah waking up early with us yeah it's going to be a fun one, and we're going to jump straight into the new partnership between ARCS and Fear Faction, and, and we'll kind of let Devin take the command here. As, uh, uh, Devin, kind of kind of tell us where Fear Faction started and you know what, what kind of um, uh, product and, and where, where everything leads through uh, Fear Faction. What are you all all about? Absolutely. Well, I'm Devin Hunter. I started Fear Faction in January um, after about six months of planning and going over some things. But what really launched it is, you know, you, you see cool, you know, T-shirts and stuff online. You order it cool and it gets to you. Now, the problem is they either, you know, they either crack, rip apart, you know, the graphics fall off. They're made in Bangladesh somewhere. And it was just like, I'm tired of people wasting their money. So I was like, I'm going to start my own brand, my own clothing line. It's 100% American made all the way from the inks, the uh, physical products themselves. Everything is made in America. I don't outsource anything. So that that's, that's the main overall of what we wanted to go for was to be an all American brand that's from here, made here, using products that are made here. And it just launched. <laughs> it took off, and I've been I've been super nervous and excited the past couple of months. But I mean, everything's just seems to be falling into place, and it's just it's really exciting, and we're glad to be a part of 
trying to be a brand that people can be, you know, happy about and, you know, actually want to wear. Yeah, and what all products uh, do you currently um, have available for uh, uh, consumers? Right now we have 10, 10 separate designs on T-shirts. We're working on hoodies, and we're going to be launching some uh, some hats that are part of the announcement, but um, basic uh, horror, horror movie-themed apparel there's um we've got some i've got one it's a nashville one with the tri stars on it i want to do a couple different you know cities and whatever just whatever comes out of my brain that goes nine thousand miles an hour i put it on the graphics <laughs> and so instead of having other people make my stuff for me i decided to take the reins and buy everything and make them myself so we have everything from uh, T-shirts, hoodies. Uh, we're going to be rolling out some hats. Um, we bought a massive 30-inch uh, vinyl printer, a vinyl cutter. So we'll be we'll be able to do any kind of graphic decal in any color that you'd want. So we'll have those on the website, and we're just we're just keep growing, man. We do everything from screen printing to direct the garment printing to custom decals, but. It's all our own designs. It's all from our own people, our own staff. We never buy designs. We don't buy any packages. Like we literally sit here and draw it out, write it up, put ideas down, and then you know do some uh, do some graphic design and make it happen. So we're really proud to be able to make our own designs. As you know, you can see hundreds of T-shirts out there with the same designs on them from 13 different people selling them. So. It's nice to have that. It's nice to have that. You know, we made it with our bare hands kind of feel. So that's basically what our brand is all about. We make everything, and we make everything from here. That's awesome. Self-made and made in the USA. Uh, where can you find uh, Fear Factions uh, products for anyone out there that wants to uh, push a little bit of money and and grab one of your hoodies or T-shirts? Yes, you can go on to www.fearfaction.net, and it is yeah, it's there 24 hours a day. All the payment, like everything, works on it. I've got a few. We've got some updates to do, uh, adding little things here and there. But the website grows every day. I mean, I would love to sit and work on it all day, every day, if I could. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to do that. But uh, yeah, you can find everything there. We've got everything from we just. Uh, launched a new a new page on the website for the race team for the league i've got um, a sponsor an mma fighter kimber dunn she's got a fight april 1st so we'll be down there supporting her and so we we wanted to get into some uh i racing and arcs answered the call so here we are <laughs> and you can find all of everything about our partnership and team uh every the drivers on our team what they're driving and everything like that on our website that is awesome it's going to be a great partnership and the arcs family and everyone here is so excited to have fear faction on board and i know we'll get into some of the iRacing side of things and and leading to that um you know ryan what kind of sparked the the partnership and the, the sponsor interest uh, towards Fear Faction and, and what kind of activation can we see from 
Fear Faction and Arcs uh, combinations. Yeah, I mean, it's already been a great partnership already. I mean, uh, Smeal really, you know, got it off the ground. I mean, so credit to Smeal for for uh, finding, you know, Devin and, uh, you know, making the sponsorship work. And then, uh, you know, once I kind of got involved, uh, you know, it just seems like a really good partnership all around. And so they're not only are they the premier sponsor for our ignition series on Friday night, but now they're the... Uh, uh, premier setup sponsor for Sunday nights for A squared, um, and then of course you know they'll be on my car tonight uh, in the dirt race, and then they'll be on Jeremy's car for for a few races in uh, A squared on Sunday night, and then of course on John's car as well. So uh, it's just really exciting to be a part of. You know, if you watch some of my past uh, broadcasts, um, you know I keep interviewing all these drivers that end up winning, finishing second and third, and you know they have. I mean, Jesus Christ, they have 15 fucking sponsors on their car, and I'm like, God, I need to figure out how to do that. And then one kind of just falls in my lap, and it uh, just made a lot of sense. So so, so excited to have them on, on my sprint car tonight. Um, we're running tonight at Lu Lucas Oil Speedway, and I uh, already got three wins this season, so I'm going to try and get another one tonight. Uh, and... Just really looking forward to it and looking forward to, you know, the partnership and, you know, how we can help each other out. And uh, I'm just really excited. Yeah, you, you hear all the activation coming on the ARCS side through all the different series. But you can't have the activation without having the partnership first. And John, Ryan, you know, throws the credit your way of, of kind of getting this ball rolling. And it's definitely turned into a huge snowball and, and picking up steam. Uh, kind of where... Where did this partnership kind of start between you and Devin, and and you know where where do you see this kind of growing for you? It ultimately started. Uh, I'm in the the elite performance industries chat, and Devin put a thing up that he was looking for for somebody to run his logo. So I responded back that he'd be happy to run his logo. He had somebody else that was going to do the paints, and I said that I'd do it myself. Uh, he reached out to me. I put him on the car. Um, you know, my wife and I, April with Smeal Racing Designs do a lot. Um, so we were excited to, to put them on and then ultimately everything kind of blew up once we had the, uh, ignition race at Atlanta. Um, Devin tuned in for that and we had one hell of a race. Um, you know, one of the cleanest races that we've had Friday nights up to that point and then you know, the spectacular finish to, to the race, um, you know, me in particular being able to, to drive through and even under a car during a wreck to, to come away with a third, <laughs> uh, unfortunately had some broadcast issues, missed out on the, the post-race interviews, but at least Ryan got the, the race on the YouTube channel. But, but after that, it was, it took off. Uh, it seemed like Devin just jumped all in at that point, uh, offered to, sponsor the the series um sponsored ignition um he put put some prize money up for the end that we're we're dispersing across the the championship four um helping out ryan with doing the broadcast so it's and then you know giving us some some profits uh that he's sharing that basically you know all of the fear faction racing stuff is is benefiting 
you know, Smell Racing Designs, my wife and I, April, uh, benefiting ARCs. So it's it's definitely something that you know, looking forward to. I feel like it, it's really going to expand, especially getting you know all the members of ARCs involved. You know, excited to to get some of that swag, um, and I really think that's going to be be well accepted by the league, and I think it's really going to do well. Yeah, it's already off to a great start, and you know, we mentioned all of the different activations that uh, Fear Faction is now a part of, and another one of the drivers that they have uh, thrown their sponsor on his hood is Jeremy Beralt, and he runs um, the A-squared team, Btron Racing, over on that side, and we'll get to their review here a little bit later. But, Jeremy, you know, what's your reactions to partnering with Fear Faction and having having them on your hood on Sundays? I mean, it's, it's just a great opportunity, you know, to, to help uh, promote – Devin's brand and to honestly, you know, give us an even bigger platform to know, uh, just, just tell everybody about iRacing and what we're doing on here. Cause we've got a pretty big community of people and it's, it's, it's awesome that somebody wants to invest their time and, and their money, you know, into, you know, helping us grow bigger and help, and in turn helping them grow bigger. So it's, it's pretty cool. And then, you know who doesn't want their their car on a t-shirt when they're racing so it that's a that's also another pretty cool perk so i i mean again all all thanks to john uh for for basically getting my deal put together because he's basically acted as my agent for this uh so thanks to him and thanks to devin again for just putting this all together i mean it's it's just a wonderful opportunity to put two minds together and all of this together to help grow grow each other's uh businesses and and just, uh our league so it's it's just pretty awesome yeah it's a awesome way to get rocking and rolling a very quick activation for fear faction and devin will kind of wrap up on on the sponsor side you know you hear you know from the owner down here at arcs you know talking about um all the good things coming from Fear Faction and the partnership with Arcs, you know, what are kind of your final thoughts um, from uh, where it started to how it's going and, and where you see it continuing? Man, I'll, t- I'll tell you off the rip, man, it has been one of the most exciting things other than the launch of us. I mean, I mean, it's insane. Like our first ever time putting a, a a logo on a car on a track and you got p3 and i was like okay <laughs> i think we're gonna do this and that's when uh you know john got to me and i mean we were talking and, you know like he said we started out with just the car and then it turned into the series and i was like okay well cool I'll, we'll put up some prize money up first second third fourth you know run the top get some money cool cool and then it turned into well hell i mean it's a new it's a new league. It's a new brand. I mean, it's a great partnership. I'm excited about it. Um, I want to, uh, we want to do our part to ensure that ARCs becomes a premier top tier league that, you know, you basically have to be on a waiting list to join. That's the ultimate goal that I want to bring to the table, you know, for ARCs is the community to grow it. And uh, a couple of those things that you mentioned was um, especially designed merch for arcs and the, the team itself 
and we we will have an a special arcs t-shirt which will have the logo website on the front and on the back it'll have each of the series logos on there to kind of give drivers something to wear around town you know walk around go to a track you know where you're throw your art shirt on and let people know where you drive, you know, cause everybody runs into an iRacing driver everywhere they go. If it has anything to do with racing. So, I mean, uh, for us, it's a good fit because we do a lot of things at the national super speedway with the uh, national cars and coffee that takes place every Saturday on the track. So, I mean, we can get some arcs apparel walking around tracks. I mean, that that's the ultimate goal, man, is to get more eyes on the league and on us as a brand. And to help us do that, we're gonna we're donating all the profits to the T-shirt sales of the Arcs T-shirt sales back to Arcs, uh, you know, to help to help fund you know, operating costs, admin fees, websites. I mean, people don't really understand what all it goes into the tech side of things. I mean, you got to pay, you know, you got to pay to have a site up and running, emails going, all that stuff, and you know, broadcasting, getting equipment, you know, mics and things like that. So, I mean, it's, it's exciting. And, um, you know, I'm stoked to be a part of ARCS. I'm, I'm glad to, uh, expand the partnership into, you know, helping grow, you know, grow and, and grow the entire league and, uh, you know, have it, have it be a place where it's like, oh yeah, I race at ARCS. That's what's up, you know, <laughs> to kind of have those, uh, kind of have that, uh, I don't even know what you call it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was just amazing to bring our brand on and uh, to find, you know, to find John Smill and you know have him be like, oh, by the way, you know, we have a league. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's great. I mean, for the future, I mean, um, for the future, we'll have we'll have all kinds of perks. I mean, everything like we've got, like I said, we make everything in house and what we don't make in-house we get at cost so i mean there's really the the uh the whole uh the whole marketing and branding expansion with arcs i mean it's really endless i mean um it's 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 support system you know it's all the drivers that are in arcs i appreciate every one of them and i hope that we can together build build a pretty damn good brand and a pretty badass league that everybody's going to want to be a part of. So I appreciate our, uh, our new drivers. We've got John Smill who's, you know, he's doing the, uh, ignition and we got a little dirt bandit over here, uh, Ryan Pinnell. <laughs> so, and we got, uh, you know, the a squared, you know, four time champion, sorry. <laughs> uh, so man, I mean, you really can't for a startup, getting into a new league, getting into a new, you know, sport kind of thing, you know, it's like, damn, you know, it's like, we're beyond stoked. We couldn't be happier to be part of it. So I appreciate everybody in ARCS. If you've got anything to do with ARCS, we appreciate it. And we would, you know, if you ever need us, need anything, need any help, need any advice, I mean, we're here. We're, we're definitely want to grow this to be a, a nice, a nice family, family partnership. It is off to the races between ARCs and FearFaction.net. Once again, go to FearFaction.net and get all their products, whether it's the ARCs apparel that is going to be you know, straight for everyone here in the ARCs family or to their main products, all made in the USA. And we're so excited to have FearFaction join the ARCs family 
And if, if you're interested in joining the ARCS family as well, go to racearcs.com. Uh, whether you want to be on track with us or in a sponsor activation style role, you see we are wide open. There are tons of things coming. And, and as we've been talking about, the ARCS family is ever-growing. And uh, we are excited to see what comes. And we're still very early in the 2023 year. Multiple series going on. A-squared is rocking and rolling. Ignition and their development is going amazing as well as all of our other uh, individual series. And so, once again, we're excited to have Fear Faction come on board both in a sponsorship role in the title sponsors of Ignition as well as driver sponsors across the different series. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to hop into some of our series review. And I, on the last episode, we kind of did a mid-March review, kind of walk through a lot of what had gone on during uh, our little hiatus, a uh, little two-week review, and got everyone kind of caught up. So if you hadn't got a chance to get caught up, head back to the mid-March review and get caught up with everything going on inside the different arc series but we've had a few races go off since then and we're going to start with arcs extreme on the asphalt side and uh, we had a new winner pop up in the extreme asphalt division same type faces around there but Brennan Forsyth comes away and steals a victory from Austin Purnell, really throwing a wrench into uh, the run and battle between Purnell and Dustin Painter. And uh, Ryan, you know, we've seen Purnell really take over that extreme series and, and kind of run away with it, you know. But now there's uh, there's some fight in in, in there with Brennan Forsyth coming out tonight or coming out at Oxford Plains Speedway and, and taking taking the win from him, you know, what did you think of the race overall and and, and Forsyth coming away with the victory? Yeah, I mean, me personally, I thought it was awful. I ended up on a dirt pile over there in the fucking infield. Uh, I was got stuck on a dirt pile where the lamp post was, so I didn't have a good race. But yeah, Brennan, I mean. Brennan's always been fast. Uh, Brennan's really good in these cars, and Austin is too. And that track's just so different because it's, I mean, for anybody that's raced at Oxford, it, it is a literal circle. I mean, you never actually have a straightaway. So even coming out of corner exit, you're already turning to the left for the entrance into the next corner. So it, it is literally just a huge circle. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, Austin, uh, he said that he did not like that track. Um, you know, it wasn't wasn't his best track, but, I mean, he still finished second. But, yeah, to to see Brennan win, um, you know, he led 94 of the 100 laps that we ran. So he was uh, definitely fast out there. And, uh, you know, it's always good to see somebody else win. You know, you, you get tired of seeing the same person win week after week, so... Uh, it was a good run for Brennan and, you know, still a good run for Austin. I mean, his points lead is, I mean, it's pretty much nobody can catch him unless he doesn't show up for the rest of the races. But uh, overall, really good race. We had, uh, I think we had one caution and it was just for a halfway break um, at lap 50. So it's a really good race. Um, 
we've we've really gotten better uh, at the super late model uh, racing and and the field that comes out is just really really good drivers so um, good win to Brennan and obviously Austin's still uh, just pulling away with the uh, with the points lead. It is definitely the Purnell show over at Extreme, but he has competition hot on his heels. A very good race coming from Oxford Plains, and if you're looking to get an introduction into ARCs, ARCs Extreme is the place to go. Super late models on Monday nights. Look out for those as their season is in the midst or in the mid-season form, and uh, they're always welcoming into uh, and wanting new drivers uh, for each of the series. Uh, we look through some of our others, and uh, we're going to head over, I believe, to SNS one second as we're having some technical difficulties on my side. There it is. Pocono Raceway. Or no, we did. We just did Pocono. I, I remember going through Pocono. Uh, but just, just a short review on that one. Lighter grabbed his first win of his arcs career uh, a newer driver in the in the family but already an a squared ranked driver and and jeremy i'll come to you real quick as, as we'll jump on to sns for a short second here you see lighter grab his first win in a squared competition and as an owner in, in a squared you know what what runs through your mind when you see someone like a lighter and a Michelle, where they're they're rookies in the in the A squared divisions and and overall in the Arcs family, they're fairly new to the group. You know, what do you think when you see some of these these newer guys jump into the lead? Uh, I I mean they they may be rookies to us, but I mean they've probably been racing for more than a year or two or three or four years, however many years they've been on the service. So. It's not like they're rookies, but they're rookies to us. And it's it's like you said, it's kind of surprising when they show up and they win a race. And, you know, they're both fast guys, uh, especially uh, Daniel Michelle. He's he's up front in A-squared every week. So uh, no surprise from him when he won his race in A-squared. And Matthew Leader, uh, the majority of the time I see him up at the front. So, he again, not a surprise that he's won something in arcs already. Uh, so... He he just has some some particular issues with being patient. That's that's sometimes that's what happens with young drivers when they, you know, they they're too they're too fast for their own uh, patience. So he'll eventually learn. It's it's not something that's impossible to learn. So he'll get there eventually, and then he'll be competing for more wins uh, up at the front very often. So good for him. I mean, uh, it definitely puts him on the board if he ever comes up uh for for a draft or anything it, it adds to his resume and it it makes it more fruitful for the owners when they have winning drivers on their team so uh definitely definitely good on all aspects yeah we're seeing some young and new blood show their faces in all our different divisions and uh sns is no different and uh but we're gonna head into our feeder series and that is our arcs ignition series sponsored by fearfaction.net um a huge race they were down in texas this past week and uh 
the road course at Coda was uh, some people's friends and some people's worst nightmare. Um, that seemed to be the uh, you know conclusion from most drivers as they came through. But you, on your screen now is the results from the ignition race at Coda, and we talked about it uh, episodes back about. Uh, Daniel Michelle, what he did in the 24 hours of NASCAR at the Charlotte Roval and his introduction to ARCs, and he followed through again, but it was not without challenge from Zach Millett, a absolute barn burner of an event as these two were around each other pretty much the entire race. So Daniel Michelle grabs the win in a part-time role coming down from A-squared. Zach Millett in the full-time role in ignition challenges and grabs second noah belleville rounds out your podium there in third and john you know you grabbed a 12th place finish at coda you know wh what was your overall conclusion coming off the track at coda uh this past friday night my big goal was just to to survive um road courses are not my strength um you know, I've I've wrecked out of more road courses than I managed to finish. So my goal was to complete all, if not most, of the laps. Um, ended up going just one lap down. Stayed about mid-pack the whole race. Um, you know, overall, it, it kind of spaced out. There wasn't a whole lot of racing. Maybe a, a little bit here and there. You know, some racing early on. But it's just about trying to stay clean. Uh, I probably... It pushed a little too hard in some cases and, and gave up what probably could have been a top 10 finish. Uh, probably could have done a couple spots better. But ultimately, you know, my goal was mid-pack, and I think there were 24 drivers that race, so I finished exactly where I was I was looking to be. Um, you know, top half. So that's, from my perspective, these cars were not easy to drive. They definitely were, were easier to loop than they were to, to keep going forward. Uh, I know we did some practice Wednesday night, and I, I don't know that I completed more than three laps without looping it. Uh, I know Jeremy was in the booth for that one, so he can kind of give you a better insight of the, the overall racing. But from in the car, it it was all about minimizing mistakes, trying to, to keep yourself on track. And you know, that was the big thing that we saw. You know, Daniel and Zach just destroy the field. I mean, they were very clearly the, the class of the field, um, Zach, I believe, already has a win with us in the in the ignition series. Um, I believe he won Phoenix. I think. I, I think you're right. We'll pull up their standings here here in a quick second uh, once we go through all the results. But yeah, it, it, watching those two go head to head, and Ryan was broadcasting it and saying, "It's like, guys, we're sorry, we're not showing many of the other drivers, but." We can't take our eyes off these two because they were back and forth, uh, side by side, nose to tail for most all the race. And and Devin, you know, you're coming in, brand new sponsor on on the Ignition series with FearFaction.net. You know, you, you watch these races, you know, from Atlanta and now into Coda. You know, what, what's kind of been your your thoughts as to what you're seeing out there on the track? Man, I think it's been great. Um, I know that we've watched both races and, you know, to, I mean, the, the back to Atlanta, like that, 
that entire last two laps was insane. Like, you know, we're watching we're watching him come off turf four. They're coming back, you know, toward the line, and then there's a wreck out of nowhere. Smill cuts down, cuts down, a car goes over the top of him. He takes third place. <laughs> so I mean, it, it was a lot of action, clean racing in Atlanta. Like there was, I mean, I, I don't think we had. I think that was the only caution. Maybe one more. Um, Coda. Um, I talked to John before that race and during the practice session that he had, and. You know, he let me he let me know straight up, like, hey, uh, road course, that's my that's my heel, and I was like, hey man, anything P15 up, I'm 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 stoked about. It's a road course. I mean, DNF as long as you finish, hell, we're good. And you know, he did, and uh, you know, even though he was lapped down, he still finished. You know, P12. So that's you know that's outstanding to me. I mean, that's that's a tough course, man. Coda. I mean, you see. You see the pros struggle, so I mean it's it's a uh, it's it's a gnarly it's a gnarly track for sure. So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we at least you know came away with a finish. You know, so it's it's been exciting. Uh, the broadcasting's been hilarious and awesome. I mean, you guys are pretty detailed. Uh, the stats, the the banter, the humor. I mean, it's 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 an enjoyable watch, man. And if, if you know, listeners out there have never watched an ARCS race. I mean, you can, you know, you can go to race ARCS and, you know, you can look them up, look at their YouTube videos. We've got a couple on our website. I mean, they're just, they're fun. They're fun. A lot of clean racing. Um, I thought there was going to be like a lot of dive bombing, you know, because when they were like feeder series, I was like, okay, new drivers, they're probably going to be wrecking people out of their way and stuff, pulling some, you know, Todd Gibbs moves, but uh, it's really been clean, man. Everybody's been respectful. Everybody's been clean. It's been hard racing. Uh, you know, you bang off each other without wrecking each other. It's awesome. It's it's a, it's really a fun watch, man. And uh, you know, listening to uh, listening to the broadcast and watching the race, it's it's really been fun. That's awesome. A happy sponsor is what we're looking for, and John Smeal is putting that forward onto the table. And you know, like Ryan said, he's got him got Fear Faction on the on the dirt car here tonight on Tuesday and, you know, Jeremy Peralt on Sunday for the A squared event. And Jeremy, I'll come to you as we're going to pull up the ignition uh, standings currently. And, you know, Alfie Sharon holds, holds the lead. He's been there for most of the season after his win. You know, he's really kind of held tight on the series standings. You got John Smeal hanging around in second there, 11 points back of, the top spot and then Aiden Norman, Edward Marshall and Dale Markowski uh, round out your top five in points. And, and we'll, we'll kind of put a, a squared lens on this as, as a team owner and us being about halfway or just over halfway through the first 12 race bracket um, before roster changes are available. Are, has your mind shifted towards those type roster moves or and or are you looking at some of these ignition drivers um as possible uh prospects for your beachron racing team performances that your team does as an owner overall i mean 
we've had some bad luck recently on the cup side of things with some of our drivers where they've just been in the wrong place at the wrong time, and it's been multiple weeks in a row that they've been there. So, uh, you know, it it is something that always crosses your mind, and especially when you're looking at guys getting wins, racking them off, or leading the points consistently and getting finishes. Because that's, a, you know, you're not necessarily going to win every week. So if you can get somebody that's, you know, getting points every week and, you know, finishing the races, it's, you know, usually you're going to keep in the fight for the championship. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's always something that crosses your mind. Is it necessarily the best thing to do 12 races into the season? Uh, it depends on where you are in points. So I think we're pretty good right now in points to where we don't really – I don't feel like I, my drivers should be worried about their seats right now, but it's definitely you know something maybe for a part-time drive for somebody. Uh, they could get a you know a two-race uh, little tryout for another team because you know maybe their part-time driver can't make races or something like that. So that's uh, it's always a possibility on the table. Yeah, ignition has gone off very well, and we are continuing to roll through the season they head to richmond this friday night following they follow the cup season as well as our a squared and speaking of a squared we're heading back to coda again as a squared took it on and we're pulling up those results here for you now there we go Arcs A-squared Racing at Coda saw Aiden Norman and Joshua Gaiman lead the field for most all of the event. Uh, Tommy Reynolds grabbed uh, the podium third spot. A surprise, uh, Daniel Michelle finished about 30 seconds back, or sorry, yeah, 30 seconds back of Aiden Norman. He had a issue on track that cost him a significant amount of time, and without cautions, it's a very hard catch-up to do at Coda. As big as it is and as fast as he was, he he did see the front of the field for a little bit, but ultimately falls to fourth to finish out. But Aiden Norman in the part-time role comes in, leads 30 laps, grabs the win at Coda. Joshua Gaiman in second, Reynolds in third. Uh, Ryan, you know, uh, owner of Presidential Racing and, you know, just overall owner here at ARCS, you know, you watch the Coda race and, and, you know, we mentioned about, you know, how people were like, man, I can't wait to get off this track. And then we saw some new faces pop up at the front. You know, what what was your overall opinion of the, the racing down in Texas? Yeah, I mean, again, me personally, I, I hated it. I mean, I'm I'm not a road course racer never have been never will be so uh the fact that i finished 17th was a miracle honestly um but yeah i mean it, you have guys like aiden gaiman you know tommy reynolds daniel michelle uh you know even toby has gotten really good at road courses those guys they're just i mean you can't touch them i mean it's just you know i i ran a bunch of practice laps and I could have run a hundred more practice laps and it would not have made me any faster. I mean, it's just those, those guys just, they know what they're doing. They, they have the skill and the ability to, uh, just outperform everyone. I mean, it was, 
really, I mean, Aiden was faster than the whole field. I mean, you know, he beat Joshua Gaiman by almost seven seconds. And, you know, then third, uh, you know, Reynolds was almost 30 seconds behind Aiden. So it's just, you can't compete with that. I mean, it's just, it's tough. It's, you know, and it, and it gets frustrating for some of us drivers that have been around, especially me. I mean, I've been around longer than anyone. And, uh, you know, it, it's frustrating because uh, you, you, you put in the work and, you know, it just, you feel like you're improving, but then, you know, you, you get to the race and all these other drivers are just so much damn faster. And, you know, there's, there's really nothing I can do you know, from my end, so it, other than just stay on the track and just, uh, you know, try and keep, keep it between the ditches, um, which we did a decent job of. Yeah. I mean, road courses will always be, you know, half the field will absolutely hate them and half the field will love them. And you'll see names up there that, you know, you may not see on a regular basis on an oval, um, but that's just their specialty. And, you know, that's, that's where they excel. And, you know, a lot of these guys have a lot more time to practice than other people on the racetrack. And, you know, that, that can be frustrating sometimes too, because, you know, drivers out there that have, you know, jobs and have a family and have other stuff to do, you know, they, they don't get to commit the same amount of practice time that uh, some of our younger, uh, you know, younger drivers can, because they, they get off school, they go home, and they have nothing to do, you know, for the rest of the night except for practice. So that shows on these technical tracks like Coda. I mean, it's it's definitely tough. But overall, the race was fantastic. I mean, we all raced each other with respect. You know, we, we didn't – there wasn't any serious, you know, dive bombing or, you know, nobody really took it, anybody out. And there was definitely some good racing on track. You know, when I watched the broadcast back, there was – some good racing out there um and it and it was respectful racing so hopefully we can you know take that same energy into richmond this sunday night and uh you know do it all again but yeah man road courses are just a they're a different beast and it, it can be frustrating for some especially me because i struggle with it but um other people like aiden you know he loved it and you know started his first race in a squared and and won the thing and now we've had uh, you know six races and six different winners so i think that's pretty cool um just shows the the talent that we have in the field that we literally have not had a repeat winner yet for uh 2023 yeah it's been an amazing start to the 2023 season and, and as ryan said you know six different winners in six races you can't ask for much better and you know, with that, we're going to hop into the A squared points, as as this is the primary league that that everyone's watching and and, and looking at. And we're going to start with the overall driver points. And you've got Tommy Reynolds uh, and Daniel Michelle both hop over Seth Wansing in the overall uh, points um, standings. That's your top three, and then you have Fetter Place and Sears rounding out your top five. Uh, a Interesting grouping up at the front. Not quite the names we're used to seeing up there, but it's early in the season. Maybe some specialty tracks that guys have gotten a hold of, but uh, we continue on into the season. It's early, but you're starting to see the separation begin in the point standings. 
And with that, you know, you look at the playoff grid, and we mentioned Aiden was in part-time role, so he is not eligible for playoff competition at this time since he is in a part-time role. But we still have five of the 16 positions locked up already after just six races here in the 2023 season. So you've got Reynolds, Michelle, Brault, Painter, and Withers all locked into the playoffs with their wins here early in the season. Seth Wansing is your current point leader by the playoff grid as he's sitting there in the sixth spot. Down at the bottom in the, uh, the guys that are looking at the bottom at 15th and 16th and trying to fight and keep their position there. You got Jack Mulkey and Briley Wright currently sitting on those two positions. Uh, not too many points ahead or too many points behind the next spots up, but it is a early season look at the playoff grid. Um, so win and you're in is how it's kind of going, but consistency is key is what, the large statement has been all season and that's what's going to get you those points to make it into the playoffs but will there be enough spots for people with points to get in it that is the big question for the a squared division uh in our next little standings you've got the rookie of the year standings uh daniel michelle has thrown out a 61 point lead over austin purnell but i think purnell is going to be on the charge here in the next couple of weeks as we have short tracks coming and we know how good he is on the short track. Daniel Michelle has already kind of admitted, he goes, I don't know about my short track package. He's got the mile and a half and the two mile in the road course kind of in his wheelhouse, but short tracks may be where it comes to change. Uh, so Daniel Michelle leading your rookie of the year points currently over Austin Purnell. It's kind of a two-horse race at the moment, so we'll see if some of these other rookies can hop up there and sneak out the Rookie of the Year uh, win overall as we go through the season. And our final standings, you look at our overall team points standings, and early in the season, it was the who's going to catch Beatron, who's going to challenge them, you know, looking at, at early, but they've fallen on a couple hard times here in the past couple weeks with uh, so just being wrong place, wrong time, like Jeremy said earlier. Uh, but Sunday Money continues to lead the team points at 808. Bandit Racing jumps over Beatron here uh, after Coda at 782. Beatron in third with 766. And you look at Line Power and Prophecy uh, holding down the mid-pack at 672 and 652. And then you have Presidential Racing and Black Acid bringing up the rear here early in the season. And we mentioned about you know possible roster changes coming. We are about six weeks away from that window opening. So team points are strong right now for some and others looking to make a change and we've got two of the owners here in chat with us and we'll go to ryan first on the team side and overall the the first six weeks of a squared racing in this team format you know kind of give us a uh, uh an overview of of presidential racing um and, and where you see things in the next six weeks yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Donald Ray, 
uh, also known as Jacket. You know, he's he's been our he's been our leader as far as points. I mean, he's just he he has a lot of talent. You know, he he's an very experienced driver. He's been around, you know, since we've been on Heat Four, um, and he he has the ability to you know score points at any track. You know, he he did you know road courses again not not his strong suit that's kind of where we you know i kind of failed the team we didn't really have a road course ringer on our team um but jacket still did really well feemster actually did really good at coda uh you know he got 12th i think but didn't get any bonus points that's that's what's killing us i mean you know with the heats and uh the stages you know if we could just get one race where our drivers are up there getting bonus points in the heats and in the stages, you know, we'd be able to make up some ground, but we just haven't had that luck. We've been wrecked out of a couple heats. Um, you know, boss, unfortunately had some internet issues for Coda. So he didn't even turn, uh, the, the 10% that we have in arcs. So he didn't get any points. So that really hurt us too. Um, you know, even if he would have just turned, you know, a few more laps, uh, we would have got an extra 12 points. But, you know, it's just little stuff like that is, is killing us. And, uh, you know, hopefully now that we kind of got that road course out of the way, we got Richmond, which, you know, I've been practicing a lot. I've probably already turned 400-something laps uh, of practice just this week uh, with the setup that we have this week. And, you know, I've, I was competitive with seth and reynolds in a practice race we had last night so i feel good about sunday um but where i'm really gonna shine is is not this sunday but next sunday for bristol dirt um we've run a couple practice sessions there and um i was almost six tenths faster than toby uh which is you know he's a really good dirt driver uh, i know that joshua gaiman is really fast on dirt uh, matthew Leiter has some skill on dirt uh, and there's going to be some other people that are, you know, are going to be up there with me. Um, but the next two weekends, I think, are really important for for me personally as a driver, uh, because I have put in a lot of work um, to try and get those bonus points and get those, you know, stage points. Um, that's that's what helps you in in the standings. But right now, I'm really happy with my team. I mean, we've we've been consistent. We've been, you know, we haven't been. In, the, you know, we there's been a lot of people talking and, you know, Jeremy can talk about it too, but, you know, some driver, some teams have drivers that uh, other teams are not too fond of right now. So um, I'm, I'm happy that my team and my drivers have not caused any issues on track. You know, we run our own race and, uh, you know, we're, we're very, cons we're a very consistent team. So I think that'll, it'll play out to, to keep my team how it is um, but I know there's other teams that are looking for for new drivers after that 12 race cutoff yeah and you know consistency is what's going to lead you to the promised land I think we we believe that here early on and you know some have fallen on hard times and we and you know we talked about Beatron earlier last couple weeks having just a few issues not or just kind of fallen fallen in the wrong place at the wrong time and so Jeremy you know what's the What's the mindset for Beatron Racing go, coming back, going into Richmond and into Bristol next week? What's the mindset for Beatron Racing? Uh, I, I mean, the goal is always to win. 
Like you, you never have, go into a race and you don't think you're going to win. So, and and I think that goes for every one of my drivers. They think they can win each and every week. I mean, Steven, he's relatively new to iRacing, so he's he's got a long way to go on learning the cars, learning the tracks, and and all the nuances of iRacing. And and Jack Mulkey is a very good driver in his own right. Uh, and Joshua Gaiman, me and him were battling for the championship last year, so. It's it, I I just have a very solid group of drivers and I and I think once Stephen finally gets over the the slump that he's in where he's just been wrecked about every week he's been in the car or he hasn't he's gone to a track that he doesn't like which was this past week in particular I mean I think he'll be running top ten every week so uh but yeah I mean we've we've just kind of had crappy luck I mean I I got killed at the end of Atlanta. Uh, on the final lap, just going for the win. I mean, that's just super speedway racing at that point. Uh, but at that that dropped me down to I was probably going to have a top five finish, and then I finished 17th. So that didn't help. And then I got wrecked out early at Auto Club because I was just caught up in two different wrecks that weren't of anybody any particular fault. It was just you know another two racing deals that just I happened to get caught up in. So. Yeah, once once we get into some tracks where it's not so drafting orientated or like Ryan said, the technical tracks like Coda. I mean, I won at Coda last year, but that was when the car was completely different and it was basically uh, a soapbox on wheels and the car slid around like you were you had no grip. So uh, the cars are completely different now. They favor a completely different driver on road courses. So uh, I mean. Richmond, uh, the last time we were there, I won. So I have some confidence going into there. I know Gaiman's going to be fast, and I know Mulkey's going to be fast based on uh, testing we did. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's just we we got to just not remember last week. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's the problem. It's, we can't sit on last week and be like, oh, what could we have done? Because we can't. We can't change that. So we got to just go out and do our best coming up at Richmond and Bristol dirt and whatever comes after that. So yeah, basically just go out and win. Yep. Forward thinking for Btron racing. They sit third in the, in the owner's points. And like Ryan said, you can shift your points really easily through the heats and the, um, stages and grabbing quick 10, seven, six points. You know, they all add up in the end, especially if you get all four of those drivers, but in the end, it is 28 drivers out on track. Uh, somebody has to finish towards the rear 20th or greater. And with the talent level that has been displayed through A-squared this year, it's going to be a very fun watch. As they go into the backside of the first 12-race bracket, and then we get into our roster change window uh, or here in the next six weeks. A squared racing off to the races. They head to Richmond on Sunday night. You can see that on ABN with Carmen Hardy and Kevin Young in the booth. Come out, uh, celebrate all these drivers, and join in on the fun as they head to Richmond this weekend. Uh, that is going to do it here on Inside Arcs. Another great episode and a big episode for the Arcs family as we have gotten to introduce a brand new sponsor to the family and Devin Hunter 
uh, and Fear Faction, I, I want to thank you for coming on and, and being a part of the ARCS family. And, you know, just anything you want to say here uh, just uh, as we sign off here on the podcast. Man, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so much for uh, welcoming my brand into your family. And it's going to be an exciting year, man. We are stoked. We're looking forward to all the different series. Um, one more announcement I want to make um, for the Xfinity, <clears throat> sorry, the Xfinity Ignition series in Richmond this week. We have a special edition paint scheme that uh, Smeal Racing Designs put together for Stop Soldier Suicide. So we will have a custom uh, camo car coming out. It'll have, uh, you know, their logos on it. It'll have the veteran crisis hotline number on both sides of the car. There's a text line. So anybody, any veteran out there, you know, we, we just want to let you know that you know, we still got your back and you're still wanted. So uh, definitely, definitely keep your eye out on the track for that car. It's uh, it's huge. I want to thank uh, Stop Soldier Suicide. We reached out to them and, you know, got the OKs to, to run it. So, uh, you know, catch that on the track. And uh, to all the ARCS family, all the drivers, uh, all, the, all the people who watch, all the people who tune in, uh, I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to an exciting year. Great partnership. And you know, hopefully many, many more years to come. Yeah, we are excited to have Fear Faction on board. So once again, go to fearfaction.net, grab all their products. They can't wait to have you be a consumer over there, and we can't wait to see them on the track and in more sponsor-activated areas. John Smeal, thank you for coming on here today, and thank you for all the work you've done. Jeremy Brial, owner over there at Beatron Racing with eight for a squared as they look to get back on track and our owner ryan pinnell owner of presidential racing in a squared uh thank you all for coming on thank you everyone for listening once again if you want to join the arcs family go to racearcs.com fill out that application ryan and the admins will get you locked in onto where you want to begin your journey with the arcs family go do that now and join us through all of our racings all of our racing series on ARCS Racing Networks on Twitch and YouTube, as well as ABN for our primary A-squared races. But without further ado, let's go racing this week. Thank you all for coming out, and we'll see you next time. I knew you were, you were gonna come to me. You are, you Capable of anything, of anything.